What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your seductive host, Josh Shrinko. <laughs> and we have Christian Vaughn walking up here, getting ready to drop a little love on me from the trip that we're going to cover here in a sec. Let's see it, bud. Is it so new? Gross. Are they nudes? That was, is that it? was the gr- oh, grossest. damn, dude. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that goatee in front, dude. I mean... <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, you're goatee. You look like a like a gym teacher in the '80s. I was gonna say I was either like a football coach or a high school gym teacher, dude. All right. Uh, my, oh, that's pretty sick. You took Little river rat action. You took that one. I did. I I remember sending it to you. That's pretty I'm sick. Fish, I'm fishing with dirty, dirty conventional gear in the background of that photo. <laughs> well. Yeah. You, we definitely um No, I got a, a canvas made of one of the uh twenty birds I picked up on the trip as well. So. We need to yeah, I need to get that info because I need to start shrining this place in canvas yeah. art. Um <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dude, you look you look like you still have the goat going. Your your side beard grows in much thinner and slower, doesn't it? Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah, it does. Um, yeah. So I kind of look like I have a goatee all the time. But that I I took special care on that goatee that I drew, grew for the trip, dude. I mean, I was feeling a lot of identity crises during that uh, during that trip because my goatee, I would forget about it, and I like right. walk in a restaurant, and then I'd be like, oh, "Daddy, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Daddy, that dude. is that, I'm that you?" Dude with that just like. Thick goatee. <laughs> you'd, you'd walk in and glance yourself in the mirror and be like, Daddy? Hello? I didn't know you followed me, Daddy. <laughs> I would, dude. You know dude. what I'm talking about. You've had those mustaches before. You'll like catch yourself in the mirror. You're like, oh, shit. I oh, no. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, every, every year, whenever we start looking back at photos of our guy's trip, and I have a, just a pencil thin mustache that I shaved. Into, <laughs> I shaved it down super thin and like in the middle. It yeah. Every year I'm like I would try. I wish one year we could get a good facial hair style so I don't look like a creepy weirdo on all of our fit photos. I feel like yeah, because uh, Andrew and Dustin kind of complain. They're like, yeah, all the marketing photos we get during that trip, like, <laughs> we all look like idiots. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean, that's true, but yeah. I feel like that's just, you know, you got to have a little yin to your yang, you know, Absolutely. and that's so, just one of those trips you got to, you got to embrace. So. <clears throat> so the trip we're talking about, uh, cause you know, it's been a while since we recorded. This has been, I think probably our longest break of recording since we started the podcast. And it's just, we had some weird stuff come up, you know, I've had my, uh, my son got put in the hospital for. Uh, for a day and we were dealing with that for like a week and then my daughter just had surgery today and you know it's just been it's been a little weird and then we've had trips and all kinds of other you know stuff come up so it's been a little bit of time so Mm -hmm. please please forgive us all 
to our many, many listeners. Just, we had we had one in the bank that we recorded right before the, yeah. the trip, so I think that kind of helped a little bit. Um, but it has been a while. Um, we got a lot so, to talk about, though. We do have ton- we do have tons to talk about. Um, I mean, it's a whole different fishing season than when we last recorded. <laughs> yeah, it truly I mean, is. It's it's it. We're like uh, you know, working on hundred degree temperatures the last three days. Like, if it wasn't summer, it yeah. is now. So yeah, and I've got I went fishing yesterday, so I can talk a little bit about that too. But probably mm-hmm. not too, probably not too much because uh didn't yeah. go very well. But uh, anyway, so we did our we did our annual Memorial Day weekend trip, um, for the troops. I mean, that's the only reason we do that, just to go that's up right, there. Dude. We don't even really have fun. We just go up there to think about troops, their sacrifices, freedom. Honestly, we a lot of times we and we get up in the morning, we don't even want to fish. We just look no. at each other and we're like today is a day of sadness. Let's not <laughs> let's use Memorial Day to be sad. Dude, uh, I will say about that trip specifically when you start talking about like looking back on it, I was telling somebody about it and I was like, you know, I was like, it is literally like pedal to the metal that entire trip. Like we, like it, it's like one of those things you tell your wife, like, yeah, I didn't really have a lot of time to call you, but we legit don't like we're going hard. We wake up at five in the morning (laughs) We're we're fishing all we're fishing like a 12 hour day. We get done. We're eating dinner and just partying until we literally pass out. Yeah, my buddy. Okay, well, let's just get into it. We went to the St. Croix River, which is uh, we stayed in Danbury, Wisconsin. Uh, highly recommend the trip. Like, you know, the the trip was awesome. The river was fantastic, gorgeous, absolutely beautiful river. It was really different the, than what I expected, but yes, it was diff- different than we expected. But very cool. The fishing was great too. I mean, honestly, the fishing was it was probably. The second, maybe the third best fishing trip that we've ever had. I mean, it was... I would say fourth. Uh, Maybe third. Yeah, I'd say third. But, you know, it was great. I mean, the fishing... It was a distant third. (laughs) Yeah, the fishing was was great. And honestly, it was scenic. We hooked... You know, I think we probably caught five muskie on the trip. We probably caught, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of... I can't, how many twenties do you think we ended up with over 20? I would say for sure. No, I think I counted. It was, I think 17 is what we ended up with. Okay. Over 20. Yeah. So most of which came from Nathan, which we'll get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I know. Uh, yeah. Nathan absolutely hammered us again. It wasn't even a close second. There wasn't a, the yeah. chase pack, which was comprised of, you know, the chase pack was pretty robust with the chase. Pack I don't even big. think there was a clear second place. I think I mean, that's it what I'm was, saying. It was, a, we were bunched up. Nathan was well in front. Yeah. 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 He was, uh, it, that was one of those trips. I think having your own, like not, and I'm not just like, he obviously freaking fished his ass off and super talented, but having your own like craft where you can hop spot to spot was, very advantageous um yeah the rafts i felt like when i was in that raft dude i felt like i was in a freaking just like like the slowest watercraft on earth like he was like zipping in front of us it wasn't that he was fishing ahead of us 
It was that he could like go from spot to spot. And like, if you want to go, I was explained that somebody on that raft, you kind of have to plan out ahead where you're going because right. it's, it's not, you want to cross a river that's, you know, two, 300 yards wide. Like you kind of got to have a plan ahead of time because you're not going to do much rowing up river in that, if any. <laughs> um, so you, <laughs> you got to kind of like, you don't want to cross the river 10, 10 times a day on the river no. we were on, you know? No. Um, and in that Hobie, he can go back upstream. He can go cross like parallel. Like it was, yeah, it was, a the trip was funny because I felt like the fishing was really good looking back on it. But like at the time, well, we can go through it, but there was definitely some low points in the trip fishing wise. And, uh, you know, there was some high highs, some low lows. And I feel like there was a lot of just mediocre fishing from a time perspective. But when you add it all together, it was like, yeah, it was a pretty good trip. You know, I, it was- I agree. And I think, um, to start off with the low lows, um, <laughs> we got up to, we got up to Danbury pretty late on Tuesday night. Um, so we didn't fish no, at no all. No car troubles this time. Yeah, my truck my truck did not make the trip because I just last year was it was brutal. But um yeah, it's a twenty nineteen Toyota Tacoma, so you know it's a real pile. I can't you know <laughs> I was gonna I, I say, know. I think you have like the newest car. Maybe Derek has a newer one. I think but. Derek's and I think we have the same year, but I don't know what his mileage is, but I'm sure that it was one of the newest cars. Yeah. You know, that would have made the trip. But anyways, uh, so we get up there on Tuesday night. Call kind of went our own ways for the most part to get up there. I, I rode with uh, DB and, and Dustin. Uh, I'm sorry, D, DB and uh, Nathan. And then Josh, Andrew, and Dustin were in another car. And then uh, Loomis and Danny, Josh's brother Danny Shrinko, was, uh, they were in their own car. So we all kind of went our own ways, ended up getting up there fairly late, you know, like 10, 30, 11, got a little party session. Uh, but we knew that the next day, that Wednesday was going to be Hang just on. like it, before the little party session was a little sour because Chris thought we were all going to die from gas poisoning. Um... True. <laughs> true that, that's true. We walked into the cabin <laughs> yeah okay here it is yeah let's get into that we walk into the cabin and i danny trained fireman and hero and i and i like walk such into the cabin hero. together huh such a hero he is a hero he's legitimately saved a uh, handicapped person from a burning building come at me if you don't think he's a hero support the troops anyways he was uh you know, Danny and I walk in. Danny goes, "You smell that?" I was like, "Yeah, it smells like natural gas because it had that eggy, sulfury smell." And Danny's like, "Yeah, that's exactly what it is." So I'm like, "Okay, well, that's definitely like natural gas." And it stunk really bad in the room where there was a furnace. Okay, so I'm like, like "Guys, did you guys not smell this sulfur? Like this, this clearly like natural gas smell." And they're all like completely tried to alpha dog me. Like I was worried, like a nervous little hen about nothing. And I'm strutting around there smelling, you know, I got the sniffer going, you know, cause we got there last 
And, you know, Danny and Aaron pulled in right in front of us or whatever. But anyway, so I'm like sniffing around. Everybody's like, no, it's not a big deal. I, I smelled it, but it's not that bad. Whatever. So I'm like trying to, I'm trying to organize people to be like, I'm going to call the guy who owns the cabin and be like, you need to like come out here and take a look at this because it smells pretty bad and it's natural gas. Josh goes, I go, <laughs> he goes, what are you getting so worked up about it? I was like, well, because it's natural gas. And if it, you know, gets into the cabin and somebody lights something up, which we're very likely to do, <laughs> then very possible, very possible to do then uh, the cabin could explode. And Josh looks at me and he goes, yeah, that's worst case scenario. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say. To that. Yeah, you're that, was ac- that was accurate. I mean, that was like, a worst case scenario. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a pretty bad, bad worst case scenario. We all die in an explosion. Uh, you know, but I don't know. I didn't even know what to say. So anyways, I ended up messaging the guy and, they sent out, he sent out a plumber to check it out. Plumber had no gas detector. And the plumber was the biggest dickhead that we met in the entire trip to Wisconsin. I missed that whole interaction with that guy. Oh my but. God. He's the biggest. If you're, if you're a plumber in Danbury and you're listening to this, you're a dick. He was like, I've caught more fish than you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we were, you know, cause he was like, he had a, uh, a little, hook or whatever you know on his on his deal and so we were talking to him about fishing and and uh burton asked him like oh do you do a lot of fishing and he looks at burton and he goes i i've caught more fish than you've ever seen so we were all just like oh god here he comes so then we started and burton's agging him on you know getting him to talk more and we were talking to him he was talking about lassoing sturgeon and by the way, you know, if you if you if you are familiar with sturgeon and you've actually caught them before, could you respond if lassoing sturgeon between your legs is a thing? Because so many, we so many asked sturgeon. around, I don't think so. I think what he thought is, I for sure know it's bullshit. Okay, I mean, I'm sure that someone in the history of of mankind has lassoed a sturgeon, no doubt about it. I'm sure it's happened, but. I think he was making a crack at us Flatlander Hoosiers and probably <laughs> told a good little yarn at the supper club that night about how he tricked a bunch of Hoosiers into thinking that you could lasso a damn, a damn sturgeon in the river. And they bought it, bud. They bought it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> a bunch of dumbass Hoosiers come up here to the Northwoods and I convince them that you can lasso a damn sturgeon. And his buddies oh are like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Bullshit. You know, I can say, I can just play the whole conversation. In my head. Anyways, so that's, that's after the first day. So the first day of fishing, we knew the weather was going to be bad. We had just yeah. randomly picked a stretch of water. Okay. We knew the, we knew the weather was going to be awful. It was like, what was it, Josh? What's it, What was the, it's probably, it cracked 50 that day, but it was in the forties, like most of the day. And it rained most of the day, right? Yeah, it was like it wasn't like a pouring rain, but it was like steady rain the entire day. It didn't yeah. it like never let up. It was a steady rain all day, and it was mostly in the forties, so it was cold. So, <laughs> my favorite part of the trip is coming up. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
<laughs> so <laughs> this this is actually as I'm telling the story of this trip, pretty legendary. We had some legendary <laughs> moments on this deal. We did. <laughs> so we start off, we picked a stretch just randomly, you know, because it was the first day and we knew the weather was gonna be bad. So we wanted to do like four or five miles on the first day just because the weather was gonna be so atrocious. So we start off Burton, like within a, the first 30 minutes of us fishing, Burton catches like a 40 plus inch musk. So on the whopper plopper caught like a, like a, it was like a whopper plopper. I don't know. What are they? It was a eight ninety or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a one ninety. Yeah. Yeah. And was- Dustin caught a 19 off the bed, literally in the first like 30 minutes. And I was like yelling back at to everyone. It's like, Oh, they're on beds. They're on beds. Right. Josh got us fired up immediately. Um, Aaron and I, I was fishing with Loomis. I caught like a walleye right off the bat. So I'm like, Oh man, we're like, even though the weather's horrible, like everything's going great. And then we proceeded to not catch a fish for like the, the next 45 minutes to an hour. So I end up switching up with Aaron. He's rowing. He's he's never rowed before, and not and not a super experienced river guy at all. So I don't. This is on me. I mean, what I'm getting ready to tell you happened. This is my fault. I'm not blaming my buddy Aaron. Okay. So we I miss a fish between two trees, and I think that this fish could potentially be on a bed. Okay. So there's two trees hanging over the river. And we're on a little side channel. And, and the, the flow is not like crazy by any means. I mean, it's slow. So I just have Loomis paddle us over and I'm going to pin us up against this log, which is exactly what I do. I pin us up against the log. We're on the upstream side of the log, which as I'm saying all of this now, I'm a dumb dildo for doing what I did. Anyways, so I'm, we're upstream of the log. The current's pushing us down, but I've got us pinned, you know? So the fish doesn't come back. I can't see a bed. The water is very tannic. So I'm like, okay, let's go. He hears let's go and just drops the oars in the water and swings the front end downstream. I'm standing there with a log like in my armpit, like pinned us. He swings the boat so hard that my options are either hold on to this log, which I cracked when I leaned against it, initially so i was like this log is dog shit this this log is i don't even want to be on this log but i'm already on it so i'm going to stay here so my options are either hang on to this log and potentially fall into the water and get crushed by a log or just <laughs> sort of fall backwards like the nesty commercial and i fall backwards on a 40 degree day it's rain within an hour of starting the float and i just get dumped in the water over my head i fall ass first and all i can see is all i can see is my buddy loomis aaron's face just pure panic as i'm falling backwards away from the boat and I fall and I literally go in over my head i mean and and i so i decide i'm gonna put my feet down and walk to shore it's so deep. I can't get my feet to the ground. I don't have my life jacket on. Nothing. Of course, like an idiot. So I go to put my feet down and I can't touch. I'm like kicking my feet like an idiot. My waders are filled completely douched with water. So I end up getting a, a swimming over to the bank. I still got all my gear. Miraculously. There's like, 
like shreds of log in all my pockets, and I'm soaked, completely soaked. So I get over to I get over at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, you know, it happens. You know, it happens. So Loomis gets out into the current again, doesn't know how to row at all, and now I'm not in the boat with him, and he's trying to row back to me. Dips the oars way down. They pop out of the oar locks. I'm like, I'm standing there shivering like a like a drowned rat. And he comes. It takes him ten minutes to get back to me. Probably. And I'm just standing there, just like. So then I, you know, the first day, Loomis ended up getting a twenty incher a little bit after that, which sustained me for a little bit. But overall, oh, that was that was after that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was that. It was like. Cause he was like, do you want to row or fish? And I was like, I want to sit down <laughs> and row. So I sat My- down and rowed him into a spot and, and Pickering and Aaron caught a 20 and two 20 inches out of like the opposite sides of the same little, uh, tributary. So, uh, did, uh, my biggest regret of that trip by far wasn't that I passed up, you know, a 21 inch fish wasn't that. You know, we fish a crappy stretch uh, for an entire day. My biggest regret of that trip was that I wasn't there to witness you going in. I did think shortly after that happened, I, I told Aaron, I said, I can't wait until we tell Josh the story. He's going to laugh his ass off. I and did. I recounted the story to my wife. We both had a good chuckle about yeah, it. I don't even know if I, I've not mentioned it because I'm, <laughs> it, it proceeded to get kind of like dicey because I mean, like I said, it was in the forties. You almost died and, of hypothermia again. <laughs> it was definitely closer than the trip on, in, uh, on Sugar Creek that you guys say I got hypothermia. In. <laughs> it was definitely closer than that, but oh, we are drinking, uh, by the way. Uh, this is the New Glarus Brewing Company uh, from uh, New Glarus, Wisconsin. We are drinking two women, and Pickering did that. I have, every... a, I have a different one. What oh, do you well, have? then two, he did this. Two women, what do you have? I have the two women lager, and I assumed that Nathan gave this to you as well as some sort of practical joke, the two women yeah. thing, but he didn't. Oh, no. Well, I bought <clears throat> I bought some spotted cow. Spotted cow. Spotted um, cow. No, that was. Uh, uh, what do you rate your two women? What are you gonna rate? It was that? very good. It's already gone, so I'd say eighteen and a half at least. If you if oh, you're ever damn. in if you're ever in New Glarus, Wisconsin, that beer was actually. I'm gonna change my rating. Uh, in a rare opportunity, I'm gonna let this bitch relax a little bit and get a few more inches out of her. I'm gonna give it. A, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nineteen and a half. Dude, I'm going to go 19 with mine. I have the uh, New Glarus Coffee Stout. Same brewing company, different beer. Um, and I, they're they're famous for the Spotted Cow, and I, I bought some, and I've completely I blown that, through that already. I think that they might just be famous after this, you know? Yeah, I know. You know, it's what Smalley Talk will do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, uh, Good beer. I'd say 19. So we've got a 19 and a half and 19 on the board. That's pretty good. From the same company. And it's not even the beer that they're most known for. I know. Pretty good. Yeah, the Spotted Cow is a great drinking beer. It's uh, This one's a little thicker, but it's evening time, and I'm I'm fresh out of the shower. It's You're good, thicker. It's a good beer to have. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, 
Uh, if you, this podcast is brought to you by the New Glarus Brewing Company. Thank you for That's right. Thank you for all the kind sponsorship. <clears throat> so uh, we did day one. You got dunked. Um, maybe uh, caught ten fish as a group. Maybe I caught I caught six. So I caught I think I caught four, and Loomis caught I think two. We caught it. it we caught more than that. It, so not a lot. We'll, not a lot though. There I mean, will be a recurring theme in this trip of. Um, <clears throat> trying to find like this river was so weird. Um, there would be like the good spots were like really good and the bad spots were really bad. And it was, I think Chris kind of summed it up with the, you know, he was looking at the topography of the area and there are these like kind of valleys that turn into kind of a swamp or bog or whatever you want to call them. And, um, the river would go from literally having like the best substrate you've ever seen in your life to like straight beach sand. And right. it would, you know, sometimes that beach sand would be like, you know, a quarter mile. And then there were other times where it was like two or three miles worth of sand and there just wouldn't be any small mouth there. And uh, this first stretch that we picked, it was, uh, I would say it was like 85% sand. And that was the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off in an area where there's really good substrate and I was like, holy shit, like there's all kinds of good substrate here. And then it just turned to sand. Um, so that was, you know, kind of the first obstacle, um, and why I feel like the second or the first day was so poor. Um, the second weather, bad stretch. Yeah. the, (laughs) The second obstacle though, was the, the water. So, you know, the fish, looking back on it, you kind of are like, what were the fish doing? They were spawning. Like, they they were spawning. They were on beds. The big fish were on beds. Not all of them, but a lot of them were on beds. And uh, the water was so tannic. It was the most tannic water I've been on. It, it was on par with the Menominee River, if you've ever been there. But... I think it was, the Wisconsin's darker, but it's definitely up there. I mean, it, for sure. it's up there, but it, there's two things. One, it was tannic and two, whatever the substrate had going for it, where they would make beds, the color of the substrate would not change. So like, if you like, um, if you go to the upper Mississippi and you see a bed, like there's this like very clear delineation of like a bed and uncleaned bottom when they would make their beds in this river you literally just couldn't see them i mean you would you could see them if you get on right on top of them but it would almost be like like i would say eight out of the ten beds that i saw that i think were beds you'd be like i i don't know if that's a bed or not and and then occasionally you'd see like one or two where you're like oh yeah that's a bed right you'd have to literally be over the top of them by the time you get on top of them with fantastic sun. I mean, the sun would just have to hit it perfect, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it like, you basically couldn't see the beds. Bottom line, you couldn't see the fish on the beds. And if you got close enough to where you could see a bed, you'd completely spook the fish off, and you'd have to back away off. Um, so those are two things that made this trip somewhat challenging. And we ended up, you know, for all you, you know, anti-bedders out there, I would say 90% of the fish we caught on this trip were pre-spawn because that was the only fish that we could actually like catch. 
um, yeah. because you just couldn't target betting fish. Um, oh, by the way, just before we get too deep into this deal, because, um, you know, I mean, I think eventually this could devolve. But for now, <laughs> I feel like it's been all right so far. Yeah. Uh, we are selling a Wall Sheegan brand. Go check it yeah. out. We're selling shirts, Smalley hey. Talk podcast t-shirts and long sleeve t-shirts. Today uh, is being recorded on Thursday. I'll probably go ahead and post this tonight just so we can have it out there. <clears throat> but yes, tomorrow, 5 o'clock sharp, Smalley Talk shirts will be available on AchieganBrand.com. Um, we're going to do $30 for the short sleeve, $35 for the long sleeve. And I will say this, uh, ma- the majority of proceeds or profits of these shirts are going to go towards the podcast for um, probably recording equipment slash like overhead costs. We got to, you know, we paid out of pocket for website hosting and all that stuff. Professional nude photos also. For the yes. <laughs> that's for you guys. That's, that's for the <laughs> listeners. We're going to do very tasteful nudes that will be funded with sales from these t-shirts. A small, I talk calendar. I like it. No, not a calendar, just only fans or just <laughs> potentially, you know, DMs. If you hit us up and show your shirt, it'll be a DM. Oh, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I like that. It's exclusive <laughs> content. It is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they'll be available tomorrow at 5 o'clock unless something goes horribly wrong and I'm not able to get them going. But uh, yeah, check them out. Um, but yeah. So and the t- the long sleeve I haven't had the I don't have the short sleeve one yet but the long sleeve is probably uh, hey buddy one of our one of my favorite things you guys have put out and I think everybody what's up Henry hey you want to say hi here you can say hi to everybody this is my son Henry he's four years old I'm seven oh okay he's seven. <laughs> say hi everybody this is Henry. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Are you coming up to say goodnight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I'm recording this. Can I talk to you later? Yeah. Okay, going back down. Bye, Henry. Keep See you, dude. Eye, keep an eye on Rubster. All right. Anyways, uh, the the long sleeve t-shirt is, see you, buddy, one of my favorite things that you guys have put together. I think the, I think the boys are going to love it. I think the uh, the design of it's pretty pretty stellar so and it's got yeah. a little uh homage to the to the listeners on the sleeve it's got uh wet boy nation on the it's sleeve. my favorite part dude it's my favorite part, <laughs> but uh, in the back of it is just the uh smallie talk podcast uh logo which i th- i love i think it's i think it's the favorite my favorite thing that you guys have made so far so i i like it as well i'm uh definitely um definitely liking the design but yeah they'll be available tomorrow Five o'clock, get you some. When they're out, we may recycle them, we may not. Maybe limited edition, I don't know. We'll see. But if you don't get it, you know, tomorrow, then, you know, you may never get it. Yeah, probably kind of depends on if it sells, I guess, you know. Oh, it'll sell. Yeah, we know. We know it'll sell. Um, (laughs) Anyways, dude, that was, you know, not to turn this into a commercial, you know. I mean, we've got plenty of trip to still cover oh yeah so we're, we're on day one super crappy day especially right. uh you know given the barometer of that we set for this trip 
Um, we're very, we had fun that night. Um, I, what was, di- what was for dinner that night? Who made dinner? Um, night? you move on. I'll think about who made dinner. Yeah. It was a good night though. We're, we were still in good spirits up to yeah. that point. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah. We're still in good spirits. And we ripped it that night, which helped a lot. I think. Oh dude, we straight up ripped that. I think, we, I think <laughs> spirits were low. The boys needed a lift. I think we ripped it. And we gripped it and ripped it. Uh, Derek and I got propositioned by a guy that worked at the local grocery store who we started referring to as Lance Ass because he had, uh, well, I I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But but anyways, it was pretty fun because Derek and I were talking to each other and clearly we're like, I was like, do you want anything else? Do you need any, you want any drinks? I was like talking to him and he's like, no, I'm good. It was, it was pretty funny, but uh, it's pride month. What are you going to do? But uh, anyways, we, man. Well, then we, the night, that night we debated, I think there were, there were two schools of thought, you know, go way upstream or yep. go way downstream. And I, I think we kind of knew that we wanted to do a little bit of both, but it was more like day two was you know the trip the trip was you know hinging in the balance we were trying to you know really figure this thing out and uh i think the the upstream portion won that day which which was my suggestion just for the record it was my suggestion yeah and i wasn't necessarily one or the other i you know it it was i was probably leaning more towards the downstream um but I hadn't up to that point. I hadn't really found anything. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I, now to go a little bit deeper into that, we got down to the very last part of the first day, and Pickering found a big kind of school of fish. I ended up catching a nineteen at the mouth of this little tributary. He caught, I think, five fish right at the mouth of this, which on that day was a big deal. Um, which was at the end ramp. It was actually downstream of the endpoint, so right. So that's why everybody was kind of thinking, well, downstream may be a little bit more fruitful. And what would you say, like this river? If you're in Indiana, it's probably the section we fished on the first day was probably comparable to to maybe like a a tip of canoe, maybe a little smaller. No, bigger Uh, for sure. You think it was bigger the first day? Yeah, it was. Okay, so Especially it's at a the bit... end point, it was at least yeah. tw- about twice as wide, I would say. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can see at the end point. Um, so upstream, we just, we all kind of agreed, like, let's go upstream. We split the group up into two groups and uh, did the shuttle. I'm going to be real honest, I dropped the guys off at the, um, that did the, the section that I did not do, and it looked very good and i was mm-hmm. sort of like did we make a bad decision here um yep. and we went up and our our the start of our stretch looked equally as good if not better yeah but it was small like it, it was very small but it was easily i mean it was right there with menominee i think it was more like white river and that's what I would compare um, no, it to. I mean, in like upper Wisconsin, like the scenery was like off. Oh, the yeah. The scenery and was off the chain. It was also that. like the grouse. Like we heard probably, you know, 500 grouse, like which, beating their wings, which. I'd never heard cool. that before. 
Um, yeah. And we started off and and you guys anybody, saw a bear. I didn't. Oh, Danny. Uh, Danny and Andrew did, I believe. Yeah. Um, that if you've never heard of grouse, they like blow up their chest and beat their wings off of their blown up chest. It kind of sounds like a drum, but it's real like methodical. And Dustin, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Sounds like someone trying to start a lawnmower, but it never starts. Right. And we we heard it like three different times, like an hour apart. And he's like, man, that guy keeps trying to start his lawnmower. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that's a lawnmower, dude. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It was very Northwoods-esque. Um, it yeah. was it was an unmistakable Northwoods. It was the most Northwoods part of the uh, river that we were on, for sure. Yeah, and we caught a lot of fish. I mean, I don't know if I caught any 20s that... I don't think I caught any 20s that day, but I caught lots of 18s. I mean, I think maybe... Eh, not a lot, but maybe four or five 18s. And then... Danny caught, I think maybe two that day. And then you guys caught several, I know as well. So yeah, had a really memorable 19 in front of you guys. It just annihilated yeah. a fluke. It was awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was great. I mean, it was awesome. That second day was great. And I think Pickering had like a crazy day. I mean, I think he caught, I don't know, like 10 fish over 18 inches or something, you know, and he had like a crazy day. So we got back to the cabin. Everybody's, you know, awesome you know it was a great trip i think on that day the only problem was both of both groups had this experience where like the water was the most incredible looking river that you've ever seen the substrate was a 10 out of 10 you know the entire way and then we hit i think two sections on there that were both like two miles long and both of them were just nothing but sand you know yep so you know that kind of threw us a little bit but overall everybody was really really happy with how the day went um, yeah. And then, so the, the, the third day, which was we, ended up being by far the best day. Yes. Everybody, Josh and, and Nathan were like, no, we're going to go downstream. Uh, and we're going to go do, you know, one of the lower sections, which was the way to go. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, we had Danny and I had, I think, 12 fish over 18 inches in the in my boat and and two 20s. So we had 14 fish over 18 inches out of just well, my boat. And just to give you know a little bit of advice to people who maybe may find themselves in a similar situation. So I I went on Google Maps satellite view and just started looking, and I you know I had a little bit of a baseline from the first two days to see what those sandy sections looked like from right. an aerial view. And I basically just went downstream and I, I started paying attention to what, you know, those sandy areas look like downstream. And I found this stretch in between put-ins that was, I think it was maybe like seven miles, something like that. And it was, you could see that there were no sandy sections in this particular area. Um, and, but this was also an area where there's a Island that was like, what, three miles long, something like that. Yeah. Um, so you kind of had to either go right or left to the Island. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that the, the map research, uh, panned out and it was, there was no sand in this section. It was all rock, all good. Yeah. Um, and in fact, we ended up fishing that two days because of that. Um, yeah, 
Well, we fished the bottom half of it, yeah, and the next or the last day, but uh, the third day, and and my crew and I went left, and I started doing the. Uh, so at that point, you know, my I actually had like a pretty weird like injury ongoing, and I still have it. Um, I have like a a bad right pinky injury, which is like I need, I think I need to get surgery on it. So fly fishing the first two days, which was great, but it, it made it swell up really bad. And the third day it was like, it was just out of the question to fly fish all day. So I started about a mile into that stretch. I was just watching Pickering fish because I mean, he was, he absolutely crushed us the first two days. So I was like, I'm just going to see what he, what he's up to. Cause he's a, he's a watermelon green or watermelon seed, uh, uh, TRD on a net head guy. I think I mean, it's green pumpkin. Green. Okay. That's yeah. what it is. You're right. You're right. It's green pumpkin. And all he does is like, I mean, not all he does because he's phenomenal at it. Um, he like swims it in an aggressive, like erratic fashion. So I was just kind of like, laughing. almost like, almost like crankbait on the bottom. Except he's just kind of bumping it on the bottom, and he it's, like it's a, a steady retrieve. It's a combination of like how you fish a, you want it to look like how a, a deep diving crankbait looks. Right, it's like bumping it's, off the bottom. It bumps yeah. off the bottom, so you almost work your rod tip like you do with a fluke, but only you don't stop, and allow for long pauses a lot. I mean, you can, I suppose, but like you work your rod tip, you reel. And you just kind of swim it off the bottom. So you just, as soon as it makes contact with the bottom, you bump it off the bottom and not hard or anything, just little small movements with your rod tip. So I I was watching him do it in this eddy and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And within, I would say five minutes, I had already, I, I hooked a muskie doing that on a TRD. And then I caught, I think three or four smallmouth. So then Danny and I, for the rest of the day, did the pickering. <laughs> and I think we had, like I said, I think we had a hundred and well over a hundred fish day. We had 12 or 14 fish over 18 inches. I mean, and, and on top of that, the river, the section of water that we did was phenomenal. I mean, it was like 10 out of 10 the entire way. Um, you know, it was, it was great. So, you know, that day. Danny, was, Danny straight tore him up from what I heard. At, he started off just absolutely crushing me. I think he had three fish over 18 inches in a 20 before I caught one over 18 inches. And I, and then I came back and evened it up and we ended up catching. Well, and we, Dustin and I had a very like, okay day up until we ran into you guys. And we, you know, it was weird. These were like classic pre-spawn fish. It, it was, it felt like we were fishing a lake to me. It mm-hmm. was like, that was really slow and we were fishing like this you know i would say maybe 100 yard long stretch 200 yard long stretch but it was like super slow water like you really hardly didn't have to anchor it was there was current kind of ripping around the edge of it but it created this big slow section and these fish were just stacked up in this like super rocky it and it was pretty deep it was probably you know maybe like at the deepest point, 10 feet, maybe yeah. average, maybe like six or seven. Yep. Um, and we were just, yeah, it was like, in we were fishing the same, pl- like you cast in the same spot like a hundred times. And 
you would just you know, hook up every 10 casts or so. Yeah. Um, we end up catching me and Dust caught both caught a 20 out of there. Did you guys end up catching a 20? No, nope. out of there. No, that was uh, the joke. We like we saw them floating down the river, and Danny and I had caught, I think, two or three 18s out of there, and we had caught, I think, maybe 15 fish out of there. And we like waved them over and we're like, hey, you got to check this spot out because it, it was a longer spot. So it wasn't like we were giving anything up. And then they came over there and both of them caught 20s like right in front of us. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I, actually, I actually had caught a 20 earlier that day. So I, I ended up that was by far my best day. I had two 20s and I think like four 19s that day. So uh, other than the rest of the trip, though, was not very productive for me from a number standpoint yeah but um, i would say that that day was the best that day was the best for sure and then uh that night we ended up going back and we're like oh we're gonna get pizza tonight so (laughs) i i ordered pizza from you know it's weird up there like the by the way i don't know like danny i of course you and i because we've been up there many times but like it's awesome up there, dude. I mean, like the fishing oh, yeah. is great. Like the people are my favorite people in the world. Besides the plumbers. Besides that plumber. But he was also like, I felt like I could have hung out with him for sure. He just would have been a dickhead, but you know, it was kind of <laughs> a fun dickhead type deal. But, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, it was awesome. Like the people up there were so nice. Like everybody was stopping. Nobody, you know, like we were t- telling people like what we were up to, you know, they would ask us like, Oh, what are you fishing for? You know, everybody up there has like the outdoors and fishing and hunting is just part of the culture there. It's like yep. ingrained in the culture. So like, and there's a thousand lakes up there and you know, 20 rivers up there and you know, whatever. So people would stop like, Oh, what are you fishing for? We'd tell them, they'd be like, you should try this spot, this spot and this spot. Yeah. Just in case. You know, and, and, you know, there's no, I don't know, dude, it's just the people are incredible. But uh, anyways, so that night we order a pizza and me, I'm sorry, Danny, Aaron and I go pick it up and we get there and the bar is lit. I mean, this place is like, it's like a lakeside lodge. Okay. I mean, this place is, it's on, it's called Yellow Lake Lodge. Um, which was, you know, only about 10 minutes from where we stayed. And, uh, dude, it was awesome. We like walk in, everybody's drinking, everybody's singing. There are a bunch of drunk people at the bar, just like older people, you know, in their fifties and sixties, just lit dude. And we walk in and I was like halfway expecting like a moment where we walk in and the record player stops and everybody just like looks over at us, you know? But it was not at all like that. Like we walked in and everybody just like, hey, you know, and we we walk in and sit down and we just like proceeded to drink and people watch and just like it was awesome. We were singing along. It was sick. It was the coolest. <laughs> it was it made me want to go back to that area like just that alone. It was it was it was really cool. But uh, that's cool. I'm a little jealous that I missed out on that. Yeah, it was fun, man. But uh Anyways, so that was the the second to last day, and then the last day we ended up just doing the uh, the second half of that same stretch that we did um, the the third day, and it was great. I mean, we had a 
we all had a pretty good day. Um, I caught a bunch of fish on the fly that day. I went back to fly fishing and, uh, it was great. Awesome trip. Just loved it. You know, it's, it's, we look forward to it every year for a reason, man. It was great. The yeah. Great. It was, guys. it was, it was definitely fun. I, you know, like I said, looking back on this trip, it probably won't rank as I think we'll, we'll, we'll surpass. It'll drop out of the top five in the, in the near future. Yep. Um, as far as fishing goes, but the camaraderie never is never let down. No, no matter if we're, you know, catching jimmies, we're coining the term jimmies or we're, you know, camping, uh, you know, people in the group are afraid of bears. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, we have a, you know, almost a decade now of these trips, just like really good memories. And if I can encourage you guys, if you're, you know, you got a couple buddies that fish and, you know, get a group of guys together. We take seven to eight guys out, out there, go do that once a year. Cause it, those are things like I'll just never forget. Like we've no. created memories over the last 10 years that just there, it's literally my favorite thing to go do every year, you know, and it, I do some fun stuff, you know, have a great family, do some great family vacations, but dude, those trips are just the hit different. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's special. I know one of these days that trip may fizzle out somehow. Yep. I hope it's another 10 years before that happens, but you know, got to savor every, every one of those that we get. Um, completely sure. agree, man. I mean, especially it, it, I don't know what it is. I think get, get a good group of guys, you know, don't get guys that bring weird shit on the trip. I mean, we, I will say this, like the group of guys that we take on that trip are phenomenal. I mean, every single one of them yep. are, you know, ride or die guys, you know, they're people that, uh, they're quality people, you know, they're people that independently I would have a lot to talk about with and I would, you know, appreciate the company of. So, you know, I think that that, uh, I definitely, you know, no matter how many more of these trips that we get, I think every year, like you said, I think you nailed that. It's, you know, I, I appreciate them. I mean, every year has its own little, you know, I, I don't know. It's just a good group of guys. It's and fun. I think next year our plan is to uh, try to go later yep. and, and get a little summer bite. So I think we're talking about you know, going around the July time frame, which I think is going to take a lot of um, stress off that trip because we won't have to worry about river levels near as much. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's a good time. It, you know, I would say – us two are, are for sure the planners of the trip and uh we've got it down to where you know i feel like we could charge for the service like yeah. we uh we do pretty damn good job of just the logistics and it gets easier and easier every year um and uh yeah it's it's a good it's a team effort but uh yeah dude just so much fun man it's it's a good time and the fishing you know, the fishing is kind of like icing on the cake on that trip. Yep. Um, it's just kind of a way to get everybody doing, you know, preoccupy our time. But it's, dude, it's it's a freaking blast. The only but, uh, letdown of the whole trip was we did have a plan to go watch Top Gun 2, which we did not accomplish. We, we did, however, um, go down a YouTube hole 
uh, where it was a challenge to to get the most. Was it uh, early two thousands? Yeah, the most early early two thousands ish music video. Yeah, we 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 sampled everything from Creed, right. lots of Creed. Uh, we had um, what what were some other ones that we had? I think mine was either. Tal Bachman, she's so high, or Weedus, teenage dirtbag. I can't remember. <laughs> the if you if you're from our generation, you should go back and watch those music videos because I did not realize how outdated they are. Um, what the was Britney, the one? Oh, we also sat there and, and boner checked each other on a Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was uh, it was fun, man. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a good time. Um, but yeah, it was it's a great trip, man. I mean, the the saddest part is that it goes by so fast, dude. It and, rips uh, fast. It definitely. Dude. I, I felt like when we showed up, when we show up to your house every year, you know, and we get all of our stuff packed up, and we like, you know, dude, the hype is so high at that point. We pull the trigger. We're like, all right, let's go. You know, that moment is like you close your eyes and open them up and we're like on our way back. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, man, it does, another, you know, it does suck. 360. This time it's going to be longer. You know, this time it's going to be 400, yeah. 450 days until our, you know, our trip. So, but, uh, but it, oh yeah, it'll be, I think moving it is, is the right way to go, but uh, anyways, man, well, do you want to, you want to just cut this one off now or do you want to just keep going? Uh, yeah, we can cut it off, dude. Uh, I think we've, we've rambled on long enough. I did want to ask what's your, um, the rest of your year looks like. What do you, what do you got going on? Um, well, <laughs> the only big fishing thing I've got going on is, uh, well, I know you do, you have some cool stuff coming up but the only other big fishing thing i've got is my my brother and i were supposed to go do a trip to yellowstone or my dad and brother and i so in september and that's looking like it may not be like fishable then i know like Like i just read something on cnn today that said it will the northern part of the park will probably be closed which is where we wanted to fish we wanted to go up to the lamar valley and fish well i saw Uh, that i did uh... (laughs) i did have a pretty good joke with josh i texted him he texted me a, a, <laughs> the news article about you know the yellowstone's flooded which i had already think i had already seen it but i texted him back i was like yeah i'm really worried the smallmouth spawn on the yellowstone is going to be very poor this year <laughs> you know <laughs> those guys are all freaking out up there about smallmouth so yeah yeah no, but the, uh, i watched a video today dude in the road the road into the park is like destroyed i mean for that's like, what i was i was gonna say it's not as much the rivers as it is like the getting in there is like, they're going to have to rebuild all that. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do. I well, mean, you can, I, there's plenty of backup plans. Yeah. I mean, you, I you think, have your boat by then. So uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, Josh's boat is sick by the way. He's he, well, my old boat that I sold to Josh, he has converted it into a freaking awesome river boat, which I, am regretting hardcore this sale of but uh i got the the wraps coming back tomorrow night so dude it looks I'm awesome pretty so. pumped about it uh i mean if yeah. i if ever i could get an invite 
you know, to go out. But, you know. I can't. Well, I've only had it out once. It was with my dad last weekend, um, which was a very mediocre trip. But um, the uh, I can't wait till you get yours because I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of two boat trips in our future. Yep. Um, I think we can do some fun stuff with that. Uh, so if you don't go to Yellowstone, what's the backup plan? You're going to, you going to go chase smallmouth? Yeah, I think so. I, I think if we don't go, Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> I, I think if we don't go to Yellowstone, we probably would go up and, um, you know, do a fall trip up for smallmouth somewhere or, or maybe like a smallmouth slash musky thing on, you know, somewhere. But, but anyways, I'm hoping, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how all that goes, but, uh, that's really the only major fishing thing I've got. And I, I like texted, uh, a guy that probably a lot of people know stone Miller, Chad Miller's son. I texted him. I was like, Hey, uh, you know, any good river slash, you know, outfitters up there in the Yellowstone area fully like in ignorance of the fact that (laughs) not in ignorance of it, but like, I, I just, how tone deaf it was to be like, do you know any good guides in Yellowstone? Like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of, kind of weird, those, but, uh, those guys are all, uh, struggling. Like yeah. Their businesses are shut down for the year. And who knows the, de- the, de- I mean, this is like a biblical flood. I mean, who knows what it's done to the fishery too? I mean, I'm so assuming yeah, that the, a 500 year flood is what I heard. I'm assuming that there's a substantial fish kill. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. But I would assume that there would be trout. Trout are kind of pussies, so I mean, it wouldn't I mean, surprise in, me if they just all died. <laughs> they live in a pretty volatile environment. I would imagine that the, a lot of them will survive and be fine. But I mean, it's a 500 year flood; it has to come with some mortality. So, um, you know, probably we'll going to be yeah, pretty crazy. Um, what about you? Um, yeah, I was going to say. Well, one, I'm going out Saturday with old Danny. Uh, nice in the in the jet. I think we're gonna just go to White River, mm-hmm. kind of pick a pick a section of that, and then um, the big thing I have, I'm going to the Susquehanna River and fishing a big tournament. So I that is at the end of July. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's gonna be two days of practice and a two day tournament. So I'm gonna get four full days of fishing. Nice and uh, yeah, I'm gonna fish my ass off. So. Very got good. definitely got some wet boys attending that with me, so we're gonna have to just we're gonna have to go show them. We're gonna have to just like, you know, go in and crash a little bit of parties. You know, all these tournament guys they have right. their like their clubs. We're gonna have to show up into their cabins and their Airbnbs and freaking just get get it wet. <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you going with? It's kind of a mix of people. So Cravens and and Dino, which oh, Dino's enough. Place. Dino's enough by himself just to straight up just absolutely like, like dude you know that's the only guy you need to just like announce your presence it's a one-man <laughs> wrecking crew dude Dino's uh, the man that's awesome yeah. Brad Oswalt uh got the Airbnb so he's oh nice he's gonna be staying there and then Andy Knott is is going uh, besides that, we're actually looking to fill a spot. And I, I offered a, do you know, Ryan Van Tyne? You, yeah. You know, and nice. I, he may be getting the sixth Holy. book. In the, Dude, you need to I get, said. you need to get Necrelli and Van, and, and Ryan Van Tyne in the same. Well, I tried and Necrelli was supposed to go and he, he backed out. That would have been like, Oof. that would have been just legendary. Legendary. 
I would have been. Yeah, I'm still a little jelly. I'm still a little jelly donuts, dude. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. But uh, that's yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Good crew for sure. You guys have a good chance. I mean, you guys should rep too. I mean, you know, there's a dude, that's a good crew of fishermen too. So I'm going in there. I'm going in there trying to win it. So we'll see. I think you know, two days of second practice, place, dude. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you know my specialty. But if I pull up second place in that one, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I get two days to to dial in the fish, dude, I I I have a feeling I will do, I I will catch fish. I mean, I can't. You can't say where you're going to finish at in the tournament, but two days to practice. Call your shot. I want to. I want to. I want to hear a shot caller. Let's hear. I'm gonna, um. I'm gonna be, say uh, top top five, dude. I'm gonna say top five. <laughs> top five. If I get oh I, damn, if I get anything less than top ten, I'll be disappointed. Hey, so. he's coming for you, Ike and Ellie. Yeah, Mike Ike and Ellie's fishing it. Um, yep. But honestly, dude, and that's that kind of river. That's my environment, dude. That's what I like to fish. Those guys are all fish. They fish lakes and stuff, which is cool. I mean. But, like, this is all I fish, dude. There's a handful of dudes like Jeremy Crow's another guy. That's all he fishes. He's going to be there. Dude, when you get in an environment where that's all you fish, dude, I know I can catch fish. So, we'll yep. see. Yep. Oh, and we also have, you know, we got some other – well, we can talk about that later. Can't really – Yeah, we get, We don't want to break that. I know yeah. what you're going to say. Uh, but uh, anyways, man, I'm I'm. – oh, and then the other thing I'm doing is a family vacation. We're going to Alpena, Michigan in July. So if you are a listener to this podcast and you know anything about fishing Thunder Bay or the Thunder Bay River or – That's Long why you're Lake asking about that. In northeast Michigan, if you know anything about that area up there. I would be thrilled to death if you send me some intel. You know, I'm not asking for spots, but you know, send me some intel. What it, you know, patterns, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and I'll keep it hush hush. But uh, but anyways, man, I'm Oh, also shout out uh new New York state record smallmouth was caught this week. Dude. Unbelievable fish to the guy that I mean, I <laughs> That was, yeah, that, that fish was incredible. It was like eight pounds, six ounces. Is that what it was? I think so. eight. Yeah, maybe eight, five, eight pounds, five ounces, but eight, eight, five or eight, six, whatever it was. Incredible fish, dude. I mean, just an absolute. Dude, you I, could tell giant. Yeah, that fish. Yeah, that was a freak, dude. Yeah. Uh, we got like 10 messages on Instagram. When people send us that picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, you know, fishing season, this is. I would say, um, I don't know if it's my favorite time of the year, but I fish, I feel like I'm the best version of myself this time of the year. Um, in the summertime, I catch, I, I, I do better compared to how everybody else is doing from now until probably October. Um, so it's fun time, top water season, you know, uh, looking forward to that low and clear. It's not low and clear right now. But I'm looking no. forward to it. Lots of rain. Yeah. It's pretty chalky. But uh, but anyways, man, well, thanks for uh, setting up this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and as always, free the fighter. Free the fighter. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Oh my! Look at that fish!